Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, April 25th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We are beginning the Easter season. It's not just one Sunday, although that one Sunday is pretty great, am I right? Um, But we are going to read today from John's Gospel. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this Easter season when every Sunday, every day, we remember your resurrection and the gift that it is. May we come towards you and be sanctified, be purified, be redeemed, and be brought into new life. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen now as the resurrection story picks up in the 20th chapter of John, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening of that resurrection day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing... You may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, how was your Holy Week Easter weekend? How are you recovering? How are you feeling? (laughs) You know, it was a really glorious week. I thought the services were deeply moving. Um, Even when I lead worship, I'm also a worshiper, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I left each of the services feeling um, nourished in in an important way. But I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to say more than that just because it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of exhausting to move through that week. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably didn't help that I wasn't my best physically, but um, it was 
it always amazes me to see, um, you know, a packed fellowship hall with kids running around like crazy. That just makes me so happy. And so many people in the sanctuary. So it was really lovely. Mm -hmm. How about you? Uh, Yeah. You know, it's the past couple, you know, holy weeks have been virtual or partly virtual or or whatever uh, due due to COVID. So this was my first in-person one here. Um, And my first Tenebrae Good Friday service uh, at First Pres, which Patricia does a, an incredible job with, with the music. Um, and I just remember all day Saturday, I was just like exhausted. And I was like, why am I so tired? And I think it's just because Good Friday is such a spiritually uh, moving service um, and understanding. That, yeah. And, I get and literally sad. As, as I think we should. Uh, you know, the church is a place to feel all emotions that God has given us. And I think that Good Friday is absolutely where we mourn uh, the loss in the world. And so I guess I had forgotten that from not really having done it in person uh, because I just don't have the same, uh, I guess, emotional connection when we do things virtually. Um, And so the uh, doing it in person just Saturday, I was exhausted all day. And I'm like, oh, no, this is appropriate. (laughs) Like uh, when you feel the pain of, of your own sin of the world, like sadness and exhaustion are an appropriate response to that. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Easter certainly brought uh, the highest of energies and the lowest of crashes afterwards. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But to our scripture, you know, what do you make of the fact that the resurrected Jesus, both when he comes to the disciples the first time and then to Thomas, uh, bears his wounds from the cross on his hands and his side? I think this passage has been read for a long time that the wounds are there to prove that he really died. And I think that's certainly the case for Thomas. Um, Thomas needs to know that, you know, it wasn't that he just pretended to be dead or he was almost dead, but then he, and so for him, he needs to see this. But, you know, the first time Jesus appears to the disciples in a locked room where he couldn't have gotten in, they don't say that they need to see his wounds. So to me, it's incredibly significant that they are there at all. Hmm. And I wonder if instead of saying, you know, look, these wounds show where I suffered. I wonder if what it is saying is, look, these wounds were the beginning of a miracle that you have been able to see. Um, And I also, that's what I really think it is. I think that, that our brokenness, for whatever reason, is the precondition for our need for God's grace and forgiveness. Hmm. And it's a part of who we are. And for Jesus to kind of bear those wounds instead of being made physically perfect is hugely significant. I also think for me, there's something to be said there about how we should treat our own wounds and brokenness. Hmm. Um, You know, I'm a person who is generally pretty open about where I have seen God in my life. And to do that, I've had to be pretty open about where I've had brokenness. And I wonder sometimes if our conversations um, shy away from that because it's embarrassing, mm-hmm. right? It's embarrassing to tell of the brokenness and that sort of thing. Um, what do you think about the wounds? Yeah, I think all of what you said, done. <laughs> um, well, it's especially what you're talking. I loved specifically the last point of um, 
it is in seeing, you know, Thomas says he needs to put his finger uh, in, in the wounds. Uh, it never actually says he does that, it, but in seeing them, he believes. Uh, and I think that it's similar to what you're saying of, you know, uh, you know, Jesus' death on the cross is scandalous. The Son of God being crucified is embarrassing. Uh, it, it is, uh, it, it's, it's wrapped up in a lot of what could be shame in that culture. Uh, and yet, it is in the witnessing uh, of those wounds that the disciples believe the resurrection, uh, which changes everything. Uh, and so, when we think about, yeah, uh, our own witness our own testimony to the good news uh i think part of it is step one if we just take this as a um, paradigm uh step one is showing up <laughs> and step two is uh burying our wounds and sharing the story uh because um the wounds aren't aren't the final part of the story right uh the final part of the story is the resurrection um uh but you need to go through that in order to get to there uh you know, everything in my life I know uh, where the deepest, uh, most important parts of my character growth or my spiritual growth have come through difficult times uh, that bear some Isn't sort of... Isn't that the of, worst? It's the worst! That bears some sort of wound, uh, either, you know, emotionally or physically or, or whatever. Um, and so being able to share that with others, I think... Uh, in, in in a way that doesn't point towards me, uh, but points towards the wounded Christ. You know, this passage makes me realize how much of my life is geared toward avoiding pain mm-hmm. and wondering if that's really the best way to kind of organize my life. I mean, I think it's a reflection of the fact that I am a mammal, <laughs> right? Sure, you know sure, what sure. I mean? It's like that, that instinct for survival, but, um, I do think that seeing Jesus's wounds in his resurrected form is also this incredible sign of hope in that even death, even death has no power here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really need to be reminded of that a lot, that even death has no power here. All right. With that, we'll close with a quote from Henry Nouwen. The greatest spiritual call of the beloved child of God is to pull their brokenness away from the shadow of the curse and put it under the light of the blessing. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.